Hey cute people. Ahahaha it's me again. They told me I didn't need to come back for this episode but I won't be pushed out of a job so easily. If this podcast takes off I'm making sure I get a cut. You feel me? Anyway today's episode is all about the two ugly girls, how they met, their friendship, and light advice you probably don't need. TTYL Welcome back to Too Ugly to Vlog Podcast. We're back for our second episode today. Yes. Congrats if you made it through all of last week's episode. Thank you to everybody who listened to last week's episode. Thank you to anybody who's here today. Absolutely. Um, I think we have a funny episode lined up for you guys. But that's a big promise to make to somebody, you know. <laughs> I'm a little scared now. You're right. I take it back. <laughs> we have an episode. We have an episode here. It's lined up right now. We're introing. And, you know, this is fine. Anyway, I do want to shout out um, tutv.official underscore fan page because I cannot believe we have a fan page. Um, it's hilarious. It's not us, guys. I know you're going to have a really hard time believing that we didn't create our own fan page, but we did not create our own fan page. <laughs> I, I know neither of us are going to put in the energy to make our own fan page and make memes that are actually very funny shout out to those memes the memes are good and it actually like i'm excited to see if they end up doing it again memes for this week's episode i hope so i hope there's uh, memeable stuff this episode too oh my god there's such memeable (laughs) stuff i feel like last week's episode was good i feel like this week's episode is better and i'm excited for our listeners to hear and everything who knows? Maybe we'll get more views on this podcast than we did the last one. Right. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll get recognized in the streets. Maybe paparazzi will attack us and follow us down, you know? <laughs> I would love, I would, I have a love hate thing with that. I have a love hate thing about uh, becoming famous and like becoming a celebrity. Because of the paps? Because of the paps. No paparazzi, no paparazzi. The guy from fucking Hollywood Fix is going to like start stalking. <laughs> Dear God, I hope. It never comes to that because I want to talk about something. And this is like so sidebar. It's not even, I mean, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think one of the, one of the downsides of fame is like being played out by paparazzi. Mm -hmm. And I just keep seeing TikToks of it happening to Hailey Bieber. And I feel so bad for her. But the other, did you see the TikTok where they go up to her and they're like, um, they're like, Gigi, Gigi, smile for the yes. camera. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, I'm not Gigi. Who do you think they would mistake you for? Me? Yeah. Um, I don't know, Diplo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Also, that is that was funny, but I also caught a glimpse of myself lifting up my breasts to put my <laughs> shirt underneath. And it is so funny every time I see myself do that. So I'm going to actually tip the <clears throat> FaceTime back so that you don't see that the next time I do it. Oh, God. Who do you think you would get mistaken for? I feel like they'd be like, Jack Black, turn. (laughs) And I'd be like, yeah, Giselle is really enjoying this joke right now. She's not laughing, but like she wants to. That is, I think, your best joke ever because it's so unexpected. (laughs) Jack Black out of all people, yeah. I feel like he would wear the shirt I'm wearing right now. (laughs) And you guys (laughs) don't you? <laughs> long, really dark hair. We wear glasses. I feel like I have a Jack Black quality to me. 
Um, funny, actually, Giselle, it's come to my attention that we really never properly introduced ourselves or one another mm. um, on the podcast. Correct. And I, I on playback, honestly, never would have realized um, because I already know who I am and I know who you are. But if we do get I don't know who I am just yet. I'm still becoming. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this is why I can't answer that question for you either. Bitch. Constantly reinventing yourself. Never know who you want to be that day. You fucking wake up and choose emo Trisha Paytas. So then I'm going to have a really hard time explaining who I am. If you want to just do both, I'd be fine by me. So the voice you're hearing right now is Stacy's. Mm-hmm. And Giselle, go ahead and like make some noise, a sound. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's Giselle. Giselle. Um, that's all you need to know about her, honestly, if you ask me. <laughs> She's just perfectly random. Um, ew, <laughs> I'm so random and quirky. <laughs> you say ew, bitch, but you text me and be like, not quirky enough. And then you'll just be like, <laughs> why are you exposing me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm Giselle. This is Giselle's voice. Um, I'm the one that sometimes sounds disinterested. But I am. I am interested. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I am disinterested. Oh, <laughs> no. What What is there to even say about ourselves, honestly? Like, we're in our mid-20s. We're Latina. We didn't ask to be born that way. Namaste to be mosorte. Uh we're i'm we're both from new york she's from long island don't let her try to catch you with that shit whatever that means real new yorkers now yo you're bugging out thanks baby i'm going through shit what else do we need to know about each other obviously we're best friends i just think it's so hard to think of interesting things to say about yourself i'm i'm i actually have pretty low self-esteem so i can't think of a single thing (laughs) that's worth mentioning honestly yeah i'm like who cares yeah Okay, so this is Giselle. All right, so pick and choose a few questions to ask yourself or dive into all of them, Giselle. Oh, this bitch went to Google. It's legit. I went to Google to... So what I typed in, (laughs) questions about yourself. (laughs) This is going to get real introspective. What am I good at? Nothing. I like to complain a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm moving on to the next question. (laughs) Listen to the wait, wait, wait. Listen to the next question. What am I so so at? Damn, I don't want to answer that. Next question. This is these are the fucking weirdest questions that you can ask about anybody. What makes me tired? Well, this is you're asking for introspective questions, right? What makes you tired, Giselle? I said turkey. Turkey. Um, what makes me tired? A good crying session makes me tired. Okay. Uh, what makes you tired? Crying me turkey. <laughs> Do you like that? Do you like a little turkey talk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually very proud of us for making it this far. <laughs> I agree. Um, the one time that we attempted to create our podcast, we filmed one episode. It was all over the place. Editing was terrible. And then we just put our microphones under our beds. And gave it a a kiss goodbye. I think we honestly just uh, got so disgusted by hearing ourselves on on playback. And let me tell you, we were discouraged, disheartened. It wasn't the worst. I think it's really easy to be um, super critical of your work. As you know, I was complaining to you all day about how we sound terrible and nobody's going to listen to us. But 
my good friend sent me a screenshot of an article saying that it's probably going to be bad in the beginning. And so we're going to keep going. We're going to see where this takes us, Where whether it just is something that two people listen to on the regular. I don't mind. I think I'm having fun with my buddy. And whatever. Just to piggyback off of uh, what you said earlier, too, about, you know, your friend kind of like encouraging you past, you know, that feeling of like, oh, this is pointless. Like, why are we going to do it? Um, I think it's really important to have like friends who encourage you when you're honestly like on the verge of just throwing in the towel. <laughs> Let's get into it, baby. Let's get into this. How did we meet? <laughs> How did we become friends? When we met, I don't think there was a thought in either of our minds that we would be friends at all. At all. But we met um, about five years ago, six years ago, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, from our job. And when we, at our place of employment, yes, which won't be mentioned, but we did work in Midtown Manhattan together. We were, um, I want to say, I'm I started the job at like what 22, 21, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think I was 19 when I started. That would make sense because I think a lot of our friendship uh started around just kind of like going out and drinking and like whenever like going to yeah, bars trying not to get carded me at least and th- yeah that i forgot about that that we would go to places and i would be the only one who could drink because then mm-hmm. you guys would get carded and be like well we can't wow that's so crazy to think about like how young we were we started we met each other from work and our first impressions of each other why do you keep saying from work what do you mean you said we met each other from work i don't know we met each other oh, at work thank you Giselle's a fan of semantics, so. <laughs> Whatever that is. Uh, we met each other from work. <laughs> Giselle just put her head into a fryer. We met each other at work, and our first impressions of one another were just not it. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I thought you were kind of bitchy. Yeah, which is so shocking to me. I'm nice. Yeah. Okay, well, tell me why you thought I was bitchy. You know, tell everybody what you thought I was bitchy. All right. So I thought you were bitchy because you were kind of just like, all right, just very like indifferent, um, but not even just in a like neutral. It was definitely more of a tinge of like, like bitch sprinkled in. I I was like, I don't like that. And yeah, <laughs> it actually was so happening that I was training at this job. Um, and basically I had to like, uh, in training like do different kinds of services or whatever and Giselle (laughs) Giselle was supposed to Giselle I at one point like came in I don't even know if it was like voluntarily or whatever I I don't know they asked us every time that somebody new is in training they tell them they tell us in the in my position because we were working to a different positions at the job and they will tell us hey can you go be a model for them to do something on you so she was there, you know, involuntarily, which I get it already kind of puts a, a flavor in your mouth <laughs> where you're just like, no, I don't want to fucking do this. Um, and then I, you, you, you asked me, you were like, oh, like, do you know how to do this? And I was just like, no. And you were like, OK, then I don't want to do that. And then you just like kind of just had this like little face that it's it's still it's the OK face that you make still to this day. Um, and when I see it. When I see it, I'm reminded of our first time. Trauma. 
And uh, I was just like, oh, gosh, this girl's a bitch. It's so funny. And I, uh, yeah. Our first time meeting, I don't remember if I just thought that you were like fake or yeah. what, but I just, I don't know. You stood there and you were like, mm -hmm. and it just gave me a vibe of, oh, this girl is so fake. Like, I felt like you were going to go around and be like, mm -hmm, thanks, and then go back to your room. And low-key, I think you were. And for a while, I was like, all right. Also, I'm dying to know what I was saying thanks to. I don't know. <laughs> I think when they were like, hey, welcome, Stacey, to the team. And you were like, mm -hmm. That's so funny. I don't remember. You have know, they I have really bad memory. I do remember not really, like, fucking with you, though. Yeah. Well, we didn't know each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I also think that like I mean for me going in I was definitely I'm still really shy mm -hmm. um, and I don't really like approaching new people because mm -hmm. honestly I don't I'm not like you know I'm really not into small talk like I don't care to a certain degree and mm -hmm. I think I was just like all right like whatever um, but it's so funny because then when other people would come in that were new, I was a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were. And it's really funny because I, like, I still can't believe that you thought I was a bitch because I'm really nice to all the new people who come in. Yeah, but like, you weren't nice to me. That that was the difference. Which is even funnier. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't start with me right now. <laughs> this, is the first, this is the first apology she's ever apologized. <laughs> regarding this matter and she's gonna do it for the podcast insincere i just am doing it for attention i'm gonna take it back after we hang up but um what's it called yeah so i feel like uh you know we got off to a rocky start definitely mm -hmm. and we didn't i feel like for a while like we didn't actually become any sort of even close because we were it's not like we were hanging out or anything and then uh one day i would say it was the first time that we went out together but it was in a group right so they were our co-workers yeah not not everybody was very close we were still part of the new people like i remember going in and it was very like click like yes there was an established click in most places in most unprofessional places there's the manager's favorites and that's yeah. like the click so and we were not in that group right the friend that you had um she was halfway into that group basically mm -hmm. so we all worked sunday together it was you me your friends and i think somebody else. oh yes another girl who was in my position as well so you know by some chance she was like hey um me and this girl are gonna go have like Sunday dinner with all the other co-workers you guys are free to come if you like it was like a nice invitation like something in Olive Branch um and so we were like okay sure Stacey and I did still didn't really know each other like that we didn't really have like conversations so basically um we get invited out to dinner and we go to like Magic Crab I don't even know the name of it and this is just like what I'm gonna stick to at this point like we go to Magic Crab. We don't even sit near each other. Yeah, it's a round table and I wanna say it's about ten people. So we really like it's not even like this our first time out connected us in any way while we were there, at mm -hmm. least. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of talk was going down. A lot of 
slander. <laughs> about so a specific slander. about a specific manager at the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just feel like we were not really comfortable to say too much. Yeah, I thought it was a setup. I was like, there's n- no, something's fishy. And it's not the food. Something's fishy because, you know, this was like the clique that was very close to the manager. But they yeah. were like saying all these crazy things. I won't lie. I threw a little, I threw a little <laughs> dig in there. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, you know, I'm trying to get in with the cool crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and um if you guys are wondering we did we made it in at the end we were the cool crowd <laughs> at the end we were the cool crowd our thing was like impenetrable because we were like the anti and then everybody like either left or their whole group got dismantled mm-hmm. and then we were able to overtake yeah wow power that we had power well the dinner was trash. Um, mm-hmm. And then afterwards, it was actually a talking point for me and Giselle. And I think this is how we actually became friends. Yeah, we worked together the next day. We worked together yeah. the next day and we kind of just like reconvened. I don't know who brought up the conversation, but one of us was, I, it might have been me. Because I feel like I was like, did you feel weird about that yesterday? Because I yeah. did. And I was like, ah, I didn't like it. And then we just started hanging out. Our other coworker, we were like a trifecta. So our other, um, our triangle friend who, Mm -hmm. you know, made us into a shape, she is, (laughs) she started working there a little while after the both of us. She was a friend of a friend. So basically, um, you know, we started, it was like three of us, me, Giselle, and our friend Amber, who I feel at some point we'll probably have on the podcast because she's hilarious. Absolutely. But they're going to be like, make it a three host show. I'm going to cry because they're going to kick me out again. It's going to take me to a dark time. I don't think we would ever. <laughs> I don't think we would ever function properly as like a three host fucking podcast. Too many trains of thought. Um, but also, so we all became really close. And I think we just kind of bond over our sense of humor. Like, mm-hmm. definitely. And I think um, maybe it's not as important for everybody. Like, some people look for different things in their friendships, but I think that was something that was important to all of us. I like to know that I can crack some jokes and that they will yeah. laugh at them or understand it or like give it back to me. Even if they're like not good. Like I don't think my I don't think I'm hilarious. I don't think I'm funny. Mm-hmm. But you know, once in a while I have a little I think part of your humor comes from the fact that you also don't think you're funny. <laughs> so you just kind of say things that are like nah. <laughs> like I don't know how to describe it exactly, but it it's funny. Thank you. But yeah, so our friendship definitely developed over the years. Um at first it was really really founded and grounded in our humor. Yeah. And going out to drinks and making like memories, um doing stupid things. But then our friendship progressed even more and then we would sleep over at each other's houses when we got drunk. Um, <laughs> like too drunk to go home to function. So the first time uh, we ever had a sleepover was for my birthday. Was that the time that you guys surprised me or no? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Was it? Was it? Or, or was that the second time? I think that might have been the second time. Then when was the first time? I know we took you out to, um, well, we went out with you to Cheesecake Factory, but I think we surprised you for that. The surprise was when you guys bought the cake from Magnolia. 
Oh, yeah. And I carried the fucking balloons. I think that was the second time. I carried those birthday balloons. It was just the 23 ones. But yeah. from Upper Manhattan all the way to like Mid Long Island. Yeah. And you know what? It just shows like the kind of friend that you are. You'll be like, all right, I'll be inconvenienced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's not, like, it's not like they were heavy, but it was so annoying to like get them through the doors and like people yeah. were like, oh my God, get that out of my face. And I, I mean, I think my friend's birthday. I think everyone in Manhattan kind of just has like a fucking distaste for people who just walk around with balloons. Agreed. Like even if they're not near you, you just like think about them getting near you and like you yeah. having to move yeah. over. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, ah, get off the yeah. bus, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we stopped over at your house for the first time on your birthday. Um, yeah. And that was so much fucking fun. I think that was the night that we all just got super wasted until like four in the morning. We were listening to music, throwbacks. Um, We were dancing. Amber was taking butt pictures in the mirror. You both were. It was absolutely hilarious. And at this point, I had already kind of cemented that you guys were going to be like my best friends. I already felt like I was there because I was like, I'm inviting them to my house. Like, of course, they're my best friends. Duh. Uh, and you bitches <laughs> were like, we don't know about her yet. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know if she's just an acquaintance or like a real best friend yet. Honestly, when you say that back, it does make sense that you would consider us um, your best friends because I get it. I probably wouldn't have people over here if I didn't like think like. Yeah. But um, I just have this tendency of believing that people just don't like me like that i was like okay um she's so nice she invited me to her house now i'm gonna go back and be alone um (laughs) so yeah i don't know when when i decided that you were my best friend but there was just a point that i was like yeah that's my best friend you know Mm. i knew that you were my best friends and this is gonna sound Mm. like Oh, because I bought you something, and it 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 isn't like that. But I decided that you were worth me spending like money on. Was when I got you your Christmas gifts, and you had wanted the Instax Mini, remember? Yes, which I still use to this day. <laughs> and I was shopping for presents, and I would get pe- like sometimes I get people like you know not like super meaning. Ah, she pulls it on camera, you guys. <laughs> it's literally, um, it's right on my desk. <laughs> I love that. So, yeah. So, I, like, when I think about people and I buy them, like, things that I know they want or, like, things that I'm, like, that's kind of pricey, I, Mm -hmm. it's definitely because I consider you, like, very important in my life. So. Okay. So, then I'm thinking that that, well, I don't remember which, which time it was. So, I think that was before the second birthday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That we spent together because it was Christmas. Mm -hmm. So, it took you about a year longer. Giselle, well, that's when decide. I can pinpoint that <laughs> I knew that you were definitely somebody who was important in my life. Well, damn. I think that for me, um, I've just had a lot of friendships that kind of like die out or fizzle out. Yeah. Um, and we have, I mean, and we have this in common where we go through the cycle of friends and like a new phase of friends. And it's, yeah. I think people are like, oh, that's bad. And it's never that like, I, I, I have a falling out with friends. I never like fight with people. Like People who yeah. I've considered my best friend before, I still keep in touch with them. But we're just not best friends anymore, you know? Yeah. 
So it's not that I'm scared of getting close to people, but I'm just like, oh my God. You know, I can totally, uh, you know, that I totally agree with you. I mean, throughout my whole life, I feel like I've always had a best, a new best friend every year. Mm-hmm. But I've all, I also have this thing where I've told you this before. It's like I have a core. Mm-hmm, yeah. So like my best friend that year is probably not in my core group of people. And my core group mm-hmm. is very small. Mm-hmm. It's like there's three girls in there. Yeah. That's it. Not less, not more. And you're stuck in there forever. For me, it goes in phases. So, like, I can tell you my best friend groups in elementary, middle, high school, college, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just, I don't think I'm a bad communicator, but I'm very, like, out of sight, out of mind. So, I just won't keep in contact with people. But with you, I, you know, it's different. Yeah. True, because, you know... If people listen to the Valentine's Day episode, they know one of your love languages is quality time. So it'd be the same thing in your friend group. Yeah. So like if we're not Mm -hmm. spending time together, like are we really working on our friendship? Are we bonding? Like, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest. I hate – I kind of hate texting. Yeah. Like it's it's not like I'm a bad texter. I have arthritis in my thumbs (laughs) and it really hurts to text. (laughs) I hate texting. It's like, call me, you know? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not one of those people who's like, ew, don't call me. Like, call me. I'll pick up. Um, I still have the issue with texting and people who I'm friends with, like, or people who try to become friends with me now, they're like, hey, text me. And I'm not going to lie. I don't know if it's anxiety that I have about texting, but I don't like to pester people and I don't like to impose myself onto people. Yeah. Um, That comes from relationship trauma, to be honestly. Yeah, I feel like you were like that before. Not really. I feel like I was more open to talking to people. Oh, no, maybe you're right. Where did that come from? Yeah, because, yeah, when we first became friends, you were like that. You were like, oh, well, you know, I, did, I just didn't want to bother you. I guess that's true. And I'd be like, bitch, come over. Like, you're not going to bother me. Oh, yeah, you're right. And you'd be like, ah. I would have to beg you to come to my house. Yeah. And you would still, <laughs> while you were there, be convinced that I didn't want you there. Like, it was time for you to go. What happened to me when I was a kid? (laughs) That's for another episode. (laughs) So we've cycled through a lot of friends, each of us. I think we find that... I think we find that we have a lot in common that way. And maybe we resonate with each other in that sense. But then it's so funny because we're also pretty different. We are so different. But exactly the same. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) You're so different. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so... But I think it works. Like, I feel like we need... I feel like, okay, what I've noticed from all of my best friends, at least the ones that, like, are in my core, is that they have to be different from me. They have to. And they have to have, like, for one, they have to have the personality to be able to stand me because I'm fucking annoying. (laughs) Literally going to be like, it's because you would not be able to handle another you. And it's funny because the way that I annoy you guys is how um, it's actually how Ian annoys me. And it's the funniest thing (laughs) because I'm just like, stop, like you're playing too much. And then I think about you guys and how I do the same to you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We have to we have to be different. I think that I like I'm always drawn to people who I think are more extroverted than I am because I'm not that extroverted unless I know you well. And so I feel like that's kind of what I 
I don't know. I feel like that's what I'm drawn to as a at, just like on a front level. Yeah, for sure. I think at the time when we became friends, um, it was just me, you and Amber. We mm-hmm. since have added a fourth, but we'll get to the fun part about that in a bit. Um, yeah. But Amber and I, yeah, we're like extroverted, but extroverted to the point that it's not crazy. Like we are still very low key extroverted. We would specifically look for empty bars. Yeah, just like and very that's chill. How we found our favorite bar too. Uh, we love that place. Rest in peace, Mercury Bar on Third Avenue. <laughs> okay, so we were a group of three people for a very long time. It was very hard for somebody to like make sense in our friend group because I think also like we just weren't finding somebody who had like a similar sense of humor, and you know it made sense. Right, and like it, it was also I think it was difficult to to penetrate the friendship that we had like looking back on it i think that we really were just like our own thing until 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 our little britain uh, came and she had been living i mean she moved into new york like i think a year before uh mm -hmm. and she was in school and she started working at you know our job and we actually had the same shifts with her on Sundays. Then we became um, just like the four amigos. And then it was a monstrosity at the bars. <laughs> it was fucking, we were going out all the time. All it the was time. Ridiculous. Um, I mean, it was so much fun. I'm not going to lie. I also think that it was very needed to introduce a fourth because a lot of times in a three-person friendship, there's always the one person who is feeling left out, and that was Giselle all the time. I'm glad it that was, you acknowledge it and admit it. No, we and weren't you leaving you out, feel, but you were yes, you feeling isolated. Did. Anyways, let's not get into it. <laughs> guys, what they would do is they would go out and then talk to each other, and I'd be like, okay – on my well, phone think, or like I would look at the menu on my floor or the floor, twiddle my thumbs, cry a little bit. It wasn't it wasn't like an ever intentional thing on yeah. our part for sure. But it worked out well because, you know, it would it would it would it would it would. <laughs> when Britain came and there was a fourth person in the mix, it was like everyone could pair off. Right. And so it so, could have gone like across, diagonal, left and right, yeah. all of this, you know? It was it was really good. And like you and Britain had a lot in common um, in terms of like, I feel like you and Britain have a, a similar. Um, I don't want to say vibe, but. I don't know, I feel like you guys had this like like a thing like where you guys were just kind of close, you know? Yeah, I think and we then, like to cry together. We're very I think we we're the more emotional ones in the group. Yeah, and uh, I feel like and just, Britain is not very emotional, but. I would bring it out of her. Well, <laughs> I would Britain, force her. I feel like has. <laughs> I I would say that Britain is just so sweet, you know. So I feel like like me. No, I feel like Britain is so very sweet in the sense of like being very warm with you as a friend. I'm sweet. Yes, you're sweet, but I'm saying like it's in the sense of like um. I feel like you guys both can hug each other and like can be very like consoling to one another. Whereas me and Amber aren't necessarily like that. You know what I mean? I feel like when we console, we give, we're very like, here's the advice we're going to give you. And like, it's definitely two bubbles and two buttercups. Yes. <laughs> That's the perfect way to put it. You guys are the two bubbles from freaking Powerpuff Girls and me and Amber are two buttercups. Yeah. <clears throat> For sure. And then I feel and like you all. Huh? No, go ahead. I was gonna say. Then I feel like we all try to somehow like harness uh, 
blossoms like <laughs> when we fight for power leader yeah. energy yeah <laughs> um what i was gonna say is that um you and britain also bond by drinking yeah well i think me and britain well I'll, I'll actually tell you how me and britain started bonding i would ask her stuff like what's really going on mm-hmm. and she would be she would open up and she would be very vulnerable and just kind of honest and I think that's how we got close. And I always made a joke where I was like, I'm putting you on the spot and I'm asking you the hard hitting questions of like, what's really, you know, because she mm-hmm. didn't really want to talk about it. But what I'm saying is I forced her friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like her therapist. I was like, you're going to tell me right now. <laughs> that's so funny. But yeah, Which that's our what's the, uh, the, what's like the four for trifecta. That's our fourfecta. Four it's our quad, a quadfecta. <laughs> That's our quad. Um, I don't see. I don't see it growing more. I don't see it growing with more people. Um, no. I really enjoy this. Like I, I feel like you guys are my friends that will be there for me when I'm like eighty. It's crazy now because it's like you know Britain moved, I moved, so we're far. Mm-hmm. But I still feel very. I still feel very close to everyone, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait till we're able to like hang out again. Oh my god! I really want to do like some sort of like girls' weekend and and just all like get to see each other again, have fun. But right. I think one of our things, and and not even because of the move, but just quarantine in general, I think is making it kind of taxing to like dedicate time to your friends because it's like mm-hmm. personally, I feel like it's a very exhausting time. So even finding like weirdly like finding time for yourself to feel okay to like be able to give energy to others and like whatever it's hard and I feel like one of the things about it too is like you kind of get in this space of thinking like shit like I I really hope my friendships don't like fall apart you know and Mm -hmm. some do some do over the years like I mean I know you and I both have had our fair share of like breakups like Uh, friendships and I was seeing it you know Mm -hmm. on Twitter recently where people were talking about like how that's something that's never really like acknowledged is like how sad and upsetting it is to like lose a friend just because you guys have like grown out of Mm -hmm. you know you've just like lost touch with each other you've just grown apart from each other and it'll be like your best friend Mm -hmm. like the one person you told everything to and you guys just are not on speaking terms and I think people normalize like I've seen a lot also on Twitter of like, it's okay to outgrow friendships and da da da. And it is absolutely yeah. okay. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt in a way that, you know, like a breakup would hurt, like a, you know, like a serious breakup would hurt. Sometimes that shit hurts more. Absolutely. I, I think uh, because it's just like, it's so different. It's such a different dynamic. And I think, yeah, it's like you're not even allowed the space to feel upset about it or feel some type of way about it. And so mm-hmm. you just kind of have to – and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, what do you even say to a friend that you're not friends with anymore? You know, you're kind of just like right. out of the blue one day, message them, and you're like, hey, like what happened to us? You know what I mean? It just doesn't seem – Yeah, right. Oh, my God. I have done that before. Really? Um, yes, I have. And I had a best friend in high school who we just, you know, grew apart. You know, we kind of like started becoming yeah. friends with other people. Um, and so we just weren't as close with each other one anymore. And then 
I think I was in college when I was like, oh my God, I, I miss this person who was in my life. And I like messaged her and I was like, hey, like, I know this is weird, but I would love to like yeah. talk to you again and da da da. And it was the strangest thing because it did feel like I was reaching yeah. out to an ex. And the worst part is I wasn't even getting any dick <laughs> from that. You know, I, she could have like, <laughs> it was just like an attempt to have, you know, an entity back in my life. It didn't really end up working out. Like we had like some conversations, but at that point we were already yeah. just like different people that it it was hard to kind of yeah. like come back to one another. I miss you, girl. <laughs> yeah, I, obviously like all of her friends have such different personalities. So there's like really certain things that like mm-hmm. if you're dealing with something, like you know which one to go to in that moment. And I feel like or you'll right, see yeah. something hilarious and you're like, fuck, I'm not even friends with that person. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is going to get it, you know? And you're just like, well, mm-hmm. right. th- wow, like it's really – and sometimes it's like you don't even notice it happening or like you don't even realize like how long it's been. And then it just like one day it just mm-hmm. like all hits you and you're like, wow, what the mm-hmm. – Like I haven't spoken to so-and-so yeah. this Because it's so time. gradual. Like everyone's lives are changing, yeah. especially after like, you know, big, big mm-hmm. events I feel like also are another thing that like – I don't – it's weird. They always say like whenever there's like a big event in your life – or there's like a new milestone in your life. Uh, you tend you tend to lose like friends mm-hmm. and like people come in and out. It's so crazy, right? And I think that's what happened to me. I think I already mentioned it with you before, but my big milestones when I was younger were you know graduating yeah. from one school to another, and all my friends would, couldn't come with me, obviously. So it it was like natural for that to happen. And I and for me, I thought that that's how friendships were. Like I I thought like okay, well this is a person who is here for this time and as long as i'm carrying on with them to maybe the next stage then they'll still be there but yeah i mean i do have one friend who i've had since first grade like that's who i still consider my best friend we still we don't talk every day at all we we might not talk for months but like i know that that's definitely one of my best friends you know like for a long time for me at least like it Mm -hmm. like you say like it it you it it gave you this idea that this is how friendship was it's like people would be there and then they would be gone but for mm-hmm. me i it was always really hard on me to like lose a friend um i think because i would take mm-hmm. it so personally i feel like i would just be like well am i just yeah. not funny anymore like i i don't know like i always had that thing <laughs> and happened. it took me like a really long time i think like semi recently ago i feel like it kind of clicked mm-hmm. for me that like it wasn't a me thing and that these things mm-hmm. just happen and like I had to be okay with like shit changing. But that's also just like a very hard thing mm-hmm. for me and personally is like to deal with change. I don't like change. I think it's so disruptive and I like when things yeah. are the same. That's so funny because for me, it was kind of the opposite. Like for me, it, I was like, okay, like this is natural. This happens. Like people come in and out of your life. And then afterwards, when I like, I guess became maybe a little bit more emotionally mm-hmm. intelligent or like aware of, of myself that I was like, okay, well, it's up to me to keep these friendships and it's up to me and that yeah. person to like keep a friendship. So for me, I would, I would later be like, well, what yeah. did I do wrong to lose this friend? Um, and it's something that I still deal with. And I think I've like c- cried to you guys a million times being like, I don't yeah. want to lose you guys. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think it's a more of a fear now because I feel like I, I am in charge of keeping these yeah. friendships alive, you know? Well, me and yeah. that other person are in charge of keeping our friendships alive. Yeah. Well, so that's how I f- would feel. Like before, like I would invest so much into my friendships. 
I think I still do. Like, I'm a very caring friend. I think I make it more than known to. Definitely. <laughs> What'd you say? I said definitely. Oh my God. I thought you said no, not really. <laughs> oh <laughs> my like, God. Excuse me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's Bye. really funny. We were about to fight just now. <laughs> no, but you were about to fight me. Hell yeah. You coming at me for being a good friend? That's crazy. Wow. This is exactly about the powers of Mercury retrograde. I'll be discussing in a solo episode. Now <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> Time to plug your astrology. Time to plug your astrology. Um, Stop. I-, I should just have like eclipse astrology, like they see in the stars. That's actually Oh my god, you really should totally cute. have that as a clip. Okay, wait. So, miscommunication uh, brought to you by Mercury in retrograde. Okay. It's me, miscommunication. <laughs> <laughs> Interpret it how you want. Also, um, just to segue back, I feel like, you know, I, I would be over-invested in friendships. And I, that's why I think I would take it so personally when, you know, I would fall out with friends. I'd just be like, well, what did I do wrong? Because I was honestly, I was doing a lot. I was doing the most, I think, um, to mm-hmm. keep friendships that probably mm-hmm. were just like not suited for me or like, you know, we've outgrown. And I think now yeah. I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm okay with that because I know that I I know what I can bring to like a friendship and I know that I know like mm-hmm. what a good friend is like too. Is and you, those yeah. two things will coincide, you know, like so Absolutely. I think there's also like people who who do carry that burden, like you said, or and, like how I said, we both are like, well, yeah. what did I do wrong or whatever? But I think it's important to know that, y- you know, it 100%. is a two way street. Like you can you can absolutely give your most to a friend and they might not be the same way. And it could just be like, that's just how they are. Or sometimes they're just like not good friends. But yeah, sometimes it's honestly it is just like a like a personality thing like you guys change and and there's not much to talk about anymore and there's not much to really like bond over anymore you know people move people get different jobs people you know it life happens right that with that though you can you've got to like understand yeah. that's and i it. also think it's it's important to note that like sometimes you can get really out of touch with a friend and maybe never think that person will come back into your life and then something happens and you guys can reconnect and it's actually really nice. Like, cause you guys had that time apart, but realized maybe at a certain point that like, wow, I miss my friend and it can work out again. Yeah. I think it's also really important to say that sometimes people are just bad friends. Oh, a hundred percent. And yeah, you can grow <laughs> apart. Yes, you can grow apart, but sometimes people are not yeah. good friends. So if you're separating from a person who's not a good friend, that yeah. is a blessing. And I think it's important to realize when somebody is yeah. a bad friend and, you know, distance yourself. You might think like, this is my best friend, but they're a bad person. They're a bad friend yeah. to you and they're projecting onto you. And then you project that onto others. And you could be somebody that you can become somebody that you yourself don't like because they're bad people. I also think friendships, mm-hmm. just like any like relationship, like it's normal to fight, you know, it's normal to like. Yeah, be able to be like, well, this is what upset me and like whatever and to get past that because I think also like mm-hmm. a big thing um, when I was younger is I would have friends that I never would fight with, but then we didn't end up being friends and and it, it's just something that's mm-hmm. kind of just like, well, maybe we should have had discussions about things that maybe I didn't know were, was going on. They didn't. I remember the first time I had a fight with a friend. Mm-hmm. I was in um, I was in like 12th grade. 
but it was it's so funny because it was with Julie and um oh, we had yeah. a fight and it was <laughs> it was funny because we just kind of like stopped talking to each other randomly after being very very close like that whole year and then mm -hmm. um we actually had like a kind of like a nasty fight it wasn't even like a discussion about what went wrong it was more like a this weird like passive aggressive conversation that ended up being very bitchy like i i came across it the other day when i was going through my hard drive this is why i remember um but yeah. you took screenshots i'm done hell yeah i took screenshots because i was like what the fuck but um <laughs> yeah and i was reading it and i was like what the fuck and, and it was just honestly it came from just like us not discussing like what our problems were with one another and what we were going through separately and like how something was miscommunicated to the other person and like not worked through and how it made me feel and how it made her feel a certain way, but never discussed until we just mm -hmm. kind of whatever. And she actually had texted me months later mm -hmm. and was like, hey, like, why aren't we friends? And I was like, well, you know, and we Aww. had like a whole discussion about it and it was really good. So Julie, like, we don't talk to each other all that much. Um, if even mm -hmm. like, honestly, I think we probably like to have a conversation like once every six months, but I'll always like consider her just like a really good friend, like a really good person. I want to piggyback off um, that whole why aren't we friends thing. I think it's really nice to ask that question when you don't have that um, yeah. friendship with the person anymore. But it's even nicer when they acknowledge what you say to them or when you acknowledge what they say to you and, you know, either apologize yeah. or, like, accept, you know, that you did these actions. Because I did have a friend of mine who mm -hmm. did the same thing. Um, we we phased out for reasons that I'm not gonna get into because, I mean, it's not really yeah. that important, you know. It's water under the bridge. <laughs> we phased out. I, it's water way under the bridge. Um, but you know, I just felt like you know this this person was not really who they who I thought they were, who yeah. I wanted them to be. And it's also important to acknowledge that sometimes you do project on people who you want them to be. But I did acknowledge that you know this is not this is not who I wanted really in my life anymore. And so they asked me that question. We met up in person. We had like lunch. And I, you know, I expressed my grievances and I said, well, these are actions that you did that I felt were not what I wanted in a friendship. And she was like, I don't remember. I don't remember doing that. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I was like, why? So why would you ask me? Like, if you're not going to own up to what you did and your actions, then why would you ask me? So, you know, I let it go because it wasn't that big of a deal to me. Um, I still keep in touch with this yeah. person, but it's not somebody who I'm like, yeah. oh, bestie, or that I, you know, reach out to. I obviously like wish her well and all, but again, it's if you ask me to explain to you why I feel the way and you don't even want to yeah. acknowledge it, then I don't care for it. Like I think I learned that a lot in this friendship. Um, there's so much communication where we are able to discuss that we feel a certain way and we're able to like apologize for it realize how we did these things because sometimes you do things and you don't even realize how it's yeah. coming off to other people or like how it can be hurtful um so yeah so at that point i already had this friendship where i knew that okay well a real friend or somebody who is emotionally mature is gonna be like okay i apologize this is how we'll move forward it's like a healthy relationship that i haven't had yet it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny i feel like uh there's definitely people that I could probably like send that text to and be like, hey, like what happened to us? But I, I kind of believe in like letting time do its own thing. 
Um, I also feel mm-hmm. like I definitely think ahead of like, okay, like I could send that, but, but then what, you know? And then I'm just like, well, what yeah. are, you know, def- like different outcomes of it of like, oh, like I can text that person and be like, Hey, like, you know, it's been a really long time, like whatever. And and then what? Like, you know, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, you wouldn't reach out to somebody if you didn't want yeah. it to be a positive outcome. If you're like weighing the yeah. options then it's like, mm, what do you really gain from it? So if you're reaching out to somebody, it'll be like, let's fix this. But then you're like, I don't remember what happened. I don't remember doing that. Then it's like, what? what but not even like, you know, not being able to like address certain things, but more in the sense of like, even if it gets addressed, right? And even if like you guys have a conversation of like, well, actually some stuff did go down and I, you know, I just, I, I felt like you, you weren't being a good friend maybe or whatever, something like that and it gets fixed. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a friendship that is sustainable that, you know, we still don't have all these other factors of like we have grown apart and we're not friends anymore. Like I still care about you, but Mm -hmm. do I actually see us being friends? But it could just be something if it if it doesn't turn out to work out that you guys will be best friends or get back to that dynamic. It's still something that it can, you know, um, lift the weight off your shoulders and maybe even clear something up for them. Like maybe they have pent up aggression or like they still think about it sometimes and it's still nice to discuss it. You just have to pick if that's something that you want to do. Like you have to be aware that you might not become best friends with that person again. Um, but if they're important enough to you or if or if the situation is just important enough to you, you yeah, you have to discuss it. I'm all about communication <laughs> now. Unless it's like about me and my partner because then I'm like, don't talk to me. Everything is fine. We're all good. We're all good. <laughs> good. And I'm like trembling. I'm like <laughs> on the verge of like a fucking anxiety attack. You're like, I can't go there. I can't go there. I'm not Degrassi. <laughs> it goes there. Yeah, but I think that um, I think one of the biggest things too is just like, okay, imagine I text this person, right? I text an old friend and they're like, I haven't even thought about this bitch in like 10 <laughs> Yo, stop. You know, because that's like low-key embarrassing too. I feel like that's a big thing of why a lot of people don't reach out in the first place. It's like that person probably doesn't even give a fuck, you know? You would get shot down. Yeah. It's like really, it's like putting yourself out on on a line. You're like, oh my God. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. like you have to weigh the weigh if it's really like important enough to risk any of these outcomes. Yeah. Basically what we're saying is appreciate the friends that you have right now because listen. Right. Unless yeah. they suck. Because you honestly you never know. You don't know when that point is gonna come. If it right. does uh, arrive of like, you know, maybe right. not being friends anymore. Right. And you know what? If you if you are out there and maybe you don't have that core friend group don't worry about it. It can happen and it and it will happen. I think um, I didn't have that for a long time, you know, like because it was it was like I said, people who came in and out of my life. Um, but you never know how you're going to meet somebody. And you never know when you're going to find somebody who you feel like this is my person, whether, you know, it's definitely not, not even yeah. in a romantic way, but somebody who's like this. I can trust this person. So, you know, don't be shy, uh, but don't talk to strangers on the Internet <laughs> or do. I don't know. Just check or them out because. <laughs> Just be careful. We're in 2021 now. It's it's not as, as scary as in like 1993. But yeah, I mean, do things for your friends. Like Stacey does a really good job at, at keeping us in her heart and making us aware that she thinks about us. You know, it's been two holidays now where she, you know, does like little boxes for us and it's so cute. And, you know, she doesn't have to do that at all. Like, but she does. And it takes time. Yeah, she loves it. It takes time. It takes effort. And it's a good way of showing like, hey, I thought of you and I care about you enough to do this. And I think we all appreciate it. Um, 
The only thing that I don't appreciate is when the candy that you send runs out because I can't find it. Well, my friend, you actually have a shipment coming possibly tomorrow. So and that is for Valentine's Day. So you can't open it until Sunday. But um, all right, guys. Well, I feel like we talked off your ear enough. And if you made it to the end, congrats. Oh, my God. Yeah. Listen, if you vibed with anything that we were saying or you were you found yourselves kind of like nodding in agreement, you know, then I think. I think we did what we needed to do. <laughs> right. If this has encouraged you to, you know, reach out to a friend, text your friend that you miss them. Let us know how it went. Yeah, honestly, because we want to know. All right, guys. So I feel like we've said mostly everything we can say about, you know, friendships and our friendship. If you guys do uh, find me and Giselle interesting and there's like stuff you want to know, let us know. Um, right. If you made it to the end of this podcast, I'm very proud of you. Um, it means that you like us a little bit. So mwah, that's a little kiss for you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And again, thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Finally, that's over. The two ugly girls tried leaving out these gems. But unluckily for them, I'm still mad they haven't given me a name yet. So I've got some bloopers for the fans. Karma's a binge. Oh my god that's a revolution Giselle has just put a plastic coffee cup into a mug so that she can mm-hmm. use the handle of the mug to drink her coffee copyrighted bitch you can't do it now. Like- actually you can I, I suggest that you guys all do it at home and that way your hands stay warm and not wet from the plastic cup I want to say the plastic cup is because I ordered the coffee um, not because I made coffee and put it in a plastic cup I'm not I'm not like that. Save the turtles. There's a straw in your cup still. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see us, Stacy. I'm just tired. I'm not going to live behind a veil any longer. <laughs> I will never go on camera, but I also will always tell the truth. All right. That's Ava. all I can do. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Abe. I like that name. I was telling, uh, I was listening to our, our episode because I'm obsessed with us. And um, I was telling my partner how I miss going out to the bars. And <laughs> um, so I was telling my partner about how I miss going out to the bars and like, hold on, go ahead, grab it. He's going to just get a sandwich and then I'll get back to the story. <laughs> Have a sandwich locked away from him, Ronnie. Uh, I was like, "What do you have? A sandwich locked away from him, Giselle? (laughs) Unchain him to the bed. Take that chain off." The only way you can get the sandwich is after I finish recording. Free him from the shackles. Um. So, I was listening to the episode, and I told my partner, "I was like, I miss going to the bars with my friends and like, you know, having fun." And he was like, "So men could hit on you? So (laughs) men could flirt with you?" And I was like, can you not like fathom just women going out to the bar and just enjoying themselves, like not trying to catch some dick? And he was like, nah, nah. not after the last thing you said in that podcast. You know what it was? He heard the podcast, Giselle. He heard about the Valentine's body that you were trying to throw. I do want to say, you guys, I'm definitely exaggerating. I am not in an abusive relationship. I did say that I was under the shackles of a man in the last episode, but, you know, they're made of like floss. Um so 
Well, no, that's bad because I'm gonna say they can be broken. I am under the shackles of a man, <laughs> but it's it's by my own choice, my own volition. Remember when you said that? <laughs> you know, the more that we podcast, the more that I get, I have a crush on myself. <laughs> Está destrozando todo. Estás destrozando todo. 